Hi, this is Mackie Shellstone with another Maximum Wellness Podcast. My topic today is frequency, intensity, and time spent exercising is key to weight loss success. In 2005, with the publication of my book, The Fat-Burning Bible, John Wiley and Sons, I called for at least 300 minutes of weekly exercise to reduce excess scale weight and body fat. That's in spite of current recommendations today, which state that exercise programs should exceed roughly 225 uh, weekly minutes of exercise to induce clinically significant weight loss. Now, my recommendations have found merit uh, with the research, and I'm going to cite the journal, Exercise for Weight Loss, Further Evaluating Energy Compensation with Exercise, which appeared in the November 2020 issue of Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise. That's the official publication of the American College of Sports Medicine, where I am now an emeritus member. The University of Kentucky study authors of this paper suggests that it will take in excess of 300 minutes per week of exercise to overcome what they're calling the approximate 1,000 calories per week of compensatory response that accompanies exercise. Quote, the lack of weight loss success with exercise is due to compensatory responses counteracting the negative energy balance created by exercise to maintain what's called homeostasis or balance, thereby alleviating the energy deficit required for weight loss. Maintaining energy balance, note the researchers, can be viewed as an evolutionary conserved mechanism in place to retain bodily energy stores and also reproductive function, a useful survival strategy also in times of famine. Several reasons for the post-exercise compensation effect include an increased food intake stimulated by the need to have calories in to exceed the calories you've just expended, and also hormone regulators like ghrelin, peptide YY, insulin, leptin, uh, uh, that all regulate hunger. Of specific note are ghrelin, the hunger hormone produced by the cells of the gastrointestinal tract, and specifically the stomach, which increase food intake. You know you've had that stomach growling. And leptin, a hormone secreted by fat cells and enterocytes in the small intestine that regulate energy balance and inhibits hunger. It appears that obese individuals can experience what's called leptin resistance, a situation that makes them non-responsive to the fullness effect or satiety after food consumption. To back up their exercise duration recommendations, the study authors employed a three-arm randomized controlled trial among sedentary adults between the ages of 18 to 40 with a body mass index of 25, that being overweight, and up to 35, that being obese, to assess how individuals compensate for energy expended during a 12-week aerobic exercise intervention, explaining the potential mechanisms and the role exercise dose plays in the compensatory response. The final 44 study participants, of which 32 were women, were assessed after a medical history, a physical, and diet and exercise history. 
along with other relevant tests as to their rate of exercise energy expenditure, which was calculated from a graded exercise test averaged across five heart rate zones. So here are the zones that they looked at. Zone 1, 50 to 90% of heart rate reserve. I'll explain that in a minute, uh, known as HRR. Zone 2, 60 to, 90, 60 to 69%. Zone 3, 70 to 79%. Zone 4, 80 to 89%. And zone 5, 90% or greater. The heart rate zones were calculated based on what's called the Carvonin formula, which is 220 minus your age, minus your resting heart rate, which is usually done in the morning before you get up and move around, and then times a high and low zone percent, and then they add back in the resting heart rate. You can Google it and find out. It's really simple um, uh, to do. The energy compensation effect was calculated as the difference between the expected weight loss based on energy, um, exercise energy expenditure, and changes in fat and fat-free mass. That was determined by a DEXA scan. Resting energy expenditure was assessed via indirect calorimetry, which while concentrations of the ghrelin, leptin, insulin, and glucagon uh, hormone were assessed uh, fasting and uh, after meals, there were six time points overall uh, over a two-hour period. The exercise program consisted of a control group who were asked to stay sedentary while being offered exercise intervention after the 12-week post-testing period. A two-day-per-week exercise group who performed exercise sessions between 90 to 100 minutes at a self-selected intensity, at least at one of at the minimum heart rate zone I just outlined, and a six-day-per-week group who trained between 40 to 60 minutes per session with the same intensity qualifications as the two-day group. All participants used a Polar A300 heart monitor and the Polar Flow software, allowing for monitoring and compliance, which had to be 90% stay in the healthy uh, in the study, excuse me, over a 12-week intervention. That Polar system is the same system I've used for years, especially that Polar Flow software, which, by the way, is free. Uh, you can look it up uh, um, with your apps, Polar Flow and Polar Beat. The study, demonstrated uh, the, the study demonstrated individuals do not increase their energy compensation with a greater dose of exercise. This lack of significant compensation was observed as neither energy compensation proportional to energy expended or to total energy compensation um, uh, that might have uh, differed between the groups. Rather, the greater dose, and here's the point, rather the greater dose of the six-day-per-week group was needed to produce appreciable fat loss with exercise. Okay, remember that the greater dose of the six-day-per-week group was needed to produce appreciable fat loss. And um, that was 90 to 100 minutes of self-selected exercise intensity of, uh, of exercise. And then you can add in all the other energy expenditure to get up to that 300 minutes a week uh, of exercise. Additionally, Reductions in the after-meal leptin concentrations influenced energy compensation when controlling for all relevant exercise variables. Uh, 
Now, this supports what, I, what has already been observed in rodents, that reducing leptin concentrations can restore leptin sensitivity in, um, in those individuals uh, where there is reduced food intake. It also appears that reductions in these after-meal ghrelin concentrations are important predictors of body fat loss, regardless of the exercise dose. So in short, here's the summary. More frequent exercise equaling 300 minutes per week in heart rate zones, three, which is zone 3 to zone 5, may account for the more favorable scale weight and fat loss in light of the what's now known as the exercise compensatory effect. It's how we concentrate. We actually can just slow down. We can do more sitting. We can we can do things to literally overcome how much we've already expended. And that's what we've got to address and be concerned about. So keep in mind um, uh, what I just said. It's 300 minutes per week. That's probably best. And um, something I've written about um, a number of years ago in my book, The Fat-Burning Bible. If you want more information, you can easily uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. It's at Mackie Shellstone. Um, you can also follow uh, me and le learn um, some great tips on my website, MackieShellstone.com. There's a lot there for you, to, for you to get. Until next time with another Maximum Wellness Podcast, I am Mackie Shellstone asking God to bless you and keep you safe, healthy, prosperous, and above all, and I always say it, if you haven't done so, it's time, especially now, to take back ownership of your health. I'll talk with you next week.